0: Welcome back to Behind the Business Curtain. I am your host, Ryan Hansen, and today we are joined by Ryan Alford, the founder of Radical, a digital ad agency uh, and branding agency and podcast host. I very much look forward to this conversation and I hope you will also. Let's do it. Ryan, thank you for joining me. How are you today? Ryan, what's up
1: man? Thanks for having me. I'm doing it's great. Awesome. It is a pleasure
0: and uh I very much look forward to getting into this and learning more about uh Radical and meeting you. So, um let's jump right into it. Can you tell me in uh brief what you do and uh who who you serve?
1: Yeah, man. Um uh- I've been in the ad agency business for 21 years. I've had a couple of little detours along the way, but 17 of those years, were working for other people. I've worked at some of the largest agencies in the world. I worked in Manhattan for six years on some of the largest brands in the world. And now I own the digital ad agency Radical. We're in Greenville, South Carolina. We serve clients nationwide and worldwide actually. Uh, awesome. And we're one of the fastest growing digital ad agencies in the Southeast. I love it. I want to know more
0: about how you started it. Where where were you at in life uh, before you started your business? So you just mentioned that you were in New York and working for other ad agencies. What made you decide to go off on your own?
1: Well, I come from an entrepreneurial family. And so I do have a, a, an entrepreneur spirit, whether by nature or nurture. I think yeah. it's a combination of the two. Uh, and so I think I always had the thought of starting my own thing, but, you know, I, mean, I know entrepreneurism's has become very cool and, you know, whether you're 22 or 42, a lot of people want to start their own business. I guess I wanted to learn and have credibility and build a reputation over time before just thinking I knew it all, uh, and just starting. Yeah. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that was my preferred path. And so I cut my teeth, uh, learning under the best in the business on Madison Avenue in New York. Uh, worked on Verizon Wireless, uh, parts of Apple's launch with the iPhone, Whoa. uh, Motorola, um, Samsung, Denny's, uh, the, if you uh, name the brand, I've probably touched right. It, Budweiser, <laughs> well, it sounds like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know on your uh, site, I saw like
0: Maserati, like there's some big things on there. Yeah,
1: that's the current
0: yeah. the current company. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean we're we've uh, you know been blessed and have a nice client load. But I I look I worked and learned under the best, developing both strategy and creative for some of the largest brands in the world, and then you know started Radical. Uh, here in Greenville, which is my original home, I'm from South Carolina, and uh, you know, brought with it a wealth of experience and a few clients that followed me and started in a co work space that's actually behind me here uh, in our studio. I now own the co work space. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask. And, <laughs> yeah, and Radical has has pretty much taken over the space, so it's been you know a good four year uh, trajectory for us, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you started Radical you said 4 years ago.
0: What what does the team look like? You got digital marketers, videographers, photographers. What's what does the layout look like now?
1: Yeah, we um we're, we call ourselves full service digital. Mm-hmm. Uh so and I kind of hate the word. I have a lot of discussions with this with uh, some of my older school uh creative directors that you know the word digital almost needs to disappear because Everything is digital now, and so it's kind of uh, (laughs) you know a little bit of a traditional digital. I kind of hate the discussion, but inevitably people will say, "But do you do digital?" If if I just say, "Yeah, we're a full service agency," but do you do digital? And I'm like, "Yes, we're digital native." Uh, So website development, we have videographers, uh, coders, media buying is a big placement because right now you know we kind of go at go to market from this position of uh, art and science. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the the creative minds, the creative horsepower to develop the ideas, uh, and then and to and to build them and create them. But then, the amplification of those ideas has to happen through media, through reach and yes. frequency on digital. Um, we will play in television here and there still, but you know, ninety five percent of the media we buy and place is digitally driven, social media, uh, programmatic. Uh, video networks, et cetera, et cetera, and so uh, yeah, we've got a blend of 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 talents across the gamut of uh i don't know marketing and advertising and storytelling. I love it. I work for both
0: a software and app development company and a branding agency uh here local to me, and so you're speaking my language right here. And, uh, okay. So I've got some, I've got some questions that I want to get to as far as the future of, you know, social media and email and all of that. But, um, first I, I just want to talk about what the, what the normal customer flow is. How does somebody find you and what happens once they come to you and they're like, Hey, I've got this business and I want to promote it. What, what does that process look like?
1: Well, it's interesting. You know, we talked, you know, earlier about, You know, the podcast, we have a a podcast that the agency started called The Radcast. I started it the day I opened the agency when it was just me. Uh, We're now almost four years in. We have 230 episodes recorded, 210 have gone live, uh, and we're top 25 on Spotify and business and marketing, and top 100 on Apple Podcasts. Uh, And we interview guests like you're uh, interviewing me. the gamut. Everyone has a business story we yep. like to tell them, and so we do it through the lens of their business journey. Um, and then we kind of make them go down the path of marketing in some way, shape, or form. But we get, we're getting the who's who of business, famous founders, celebrities, uh, you name it. I mean, everyone from Bruce Buffer, the voice of the Octagon, right, uh, to Grant to Grant Cardone, who was our guest two weeks ago. Uh, so. Uh, and I bring that up to answer your question because it is our number one lead source for mm. business development of the agency. And so about 80% of our leads funnel from the podcast. They have either hear the podcast and say, well, okay, that's fun. That's interesting. Ryan knows what he's talking about. We want to hire them. Or uh, they might be a past guest or someone that we build a relationship with that connects us with someone that has a good experience on the show. Yeah. And so it's one's fueled the other. Uh the radcast fuels radical and vice versa. It's also become the source of 90% of my personal branding content. Um I am verified on all the platforms and you know post more than anyone should be allowed to uh to all of them uh, yeah. TikTok included. Uh, oh, no! And so <laughs> <laughs> you
0: did it. <laughs> you went oh, yeah.
1: there. Good <laughs> yeah, going there. We're I'm too old for TikTok. that. We're not allowed on there. No, anymore. <laughs> no way. No way. Hey, it, it was for 13 year olds, you know, two years ago. And you know, for, I don't know, people that had their head in their ass a year ago, but now I yeah. think it's, uh, gotten a little better. You've got education content, you've got a bigger, uh, and wider breadth of content. So (laughs) we're on there and and we break down our episodes and make them TikTok like, uh, to where they're a little more, uh, edutainment, so to speak. Uh, and, uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. And so one fuels the other and then, you know, so clients come in, we bring them in and determine scope of work. Everything starts at 70,000 feet, then builds to the ground floor. Uh, you know developing strategy, developing scope of work right uh and you know figuring out how we get there.
0: I love it, so yeah the for us it's always the discovery process first that's non negotiable like somebody's gonna sit down with you and break down your business, figure out your target audience, understand what you're trying to accomplish, and it's not just a logo for a logo's sake,
1: so <laughs> that's exactly right. we call them whiteboard sessions that's yep. about there you go. pretty much that exact discovery process of you know, kind of creating the roadmap of, you know, the what, the how and the why. (laughs) Yep. Is there anything that caught you
0: off guard while you were starting this business? Something that you weren't prepared for or you didn't expect would be the trajectory? Tell tell anybody that's out there thinking that they want to run so everybody wants to be a strategist of some kind, a coach, a mentor, <laughs> right. a brand strategist, whatever it is, everybody wants to be a strategist. So what caught you off guard as
1: you were starting this? Um, You know, everything costs more than you think it's going to. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, you can never uh, plan enough for, from the accounting standpoint. But I also think it caught me by surprise a little bit. And so i don't want to use the well it didn't really catch me but it'll catch most people but i kind of watch from afar to know that it takes time to build a brand Mm -hmm. and even though i'm in branding and marketing my company is a brand in marketing and people think that business development and leads and awareness no matter how small they are and how little their budget are They have a more grandiose vision for how fast that awareness will build. Yeah. You can't be convinced that when you start a business, somehow magically, even though you didn't run a television spot or a digital ad that hit a million people that everyone just doesn't know about it, wants to hire you immediately. Yeah. And I think it's a learning lesson. It was a learning lesson even for me who was patient and knew it took time. And I think it's a learning lesson for a lot of people that, you have to be ready to play the long game, and you have to have things that can sustain you while you're building. Yeah, and that that it's not going to be a funnel or a wave that like, okay, I go from zero revenue to a million dollars in revenue in sixty days. You know, like or what? Whatever your scale is, you know, right. whether it's a hundred thousand, a million, whatever. It's these are it's a building process. It builds over time. And I think that's probably the, the biggest learning lesson is just knowing and understanding and having to account for that.
0: I like it. I, and I completely agree. Um, we, we'll have customers come to us and they're like, hey, I need, you know, like 50 car wash leads next month. What, what can I throw money at? <laughs> I'm like, no, but it doesn't work like that.
1: Sorry. Let's. Oh, let's, yeah. Uh, we had a start, company. I, I won't name. They came to us last month. And they had a hefty budget. They were not under under budget, but they were like, "Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to have two hundred thousand leads in in three months." Like, <laughs> and oh. I was just like okay, okay. You right. you and everyone yeah, you, else you and wants me both. that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they weren't like going, "Oh, here's five thousand dollars, you know, get me two hundred thousand leads." But at the same time, it was almost it was not comedic because these are people's livelihoods and business. Right. But it was just like you know, you could give me a hundred million dollars and I'm not sure I could deliver you, uh, you know, I probably yeah. could with that much, but you know what I mean? Even a million dollars, I probably couldn't get you 200,000 leads in three months, but yeah. what well, you could give me a hundred
0: million and I'll give it my best shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. We'll try for you. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: So w- what are some of the barriers or the bottlenecks that you're working through right now? What, what's, what's next?
1: I, uh, scaling's hard, you know, mm. like, We've had success and, you know, you get to this point where, you know, you're scaling, you're growing. What made sense for you a year ago doesn't make sense for you anymore. And you, you know, you develop muscle memory on certain things and you kind of have to relearn like process procedures and, you know, the size and scale of the types of clients that we're working with is growing and changing, Um, you know when you're a startup in the first two to three years, ignorance is bliss a bit of, <laughs> it's like, you know, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Just Well, you know, you know, you're trying to survive mm-hmm. you quite frankly, the first year or two, especially, and you know, it's all about survival and figuring it out. And there's, you know, there's, there's bliss in that to a degree, even though it's stressful. Um, But then when you wake up and you go, we've, kind of made it. I I like to never say I've made it. Yeah. I think the moment you say that, like you're 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 setting yourself up for doom. But yeah. once you've kind of made it, you do have to, okay, we need process for that. We need procedures for that. We've got to be able to scale to this. Yeah. And I think when you're building a business, you do have to stop and do those things that maybe you didn't have to do the first year or two just by just by semblance of just it was the Wild Wild West getting it done and surviving. Mm-hmm. And now we're surviving and we want to thrive and we want to continue to thrive even more. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your people to kind of develop those process procedures, those systems. The systems. That create, yep. re- yeah, that re- create repeatable success. That's it. Yeah. Lead comes in. This is what we do with
0: it. This is who handles it. Here's who schedules it. Here who does discovery. Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. Um, okay. So I do want to probe a little bit into, and I know this is a massive topic, so just, I just want to get your two cents on it, but, um, All right. email marketing, we're seeing like web 3.0, basically when this comes within the next decade or five years or whenever it comes, um, we're going to see an, a, a, a change in the way that we do marketing. So like, what are you doing to plan for that? Um, and I know with a podcast, with content creation, that's owned media versus paid. So we're not paying Google or Facebook. Ads are getting more expensive. Like, what's the future look like? What What's your take on that? Because these are huge yeah. issues that we're all going to face. They are
1: huge. And the Web 3 and all the monikers, I think, you know, you have to call them something and it was Web 2.0 and right. all those things like – I say that tongue in cheek, but it's, it's just a few, I know, and I'm not even, I'm not even giving you a hard time as much as just like, it's the future of the internet, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is. Supposed to be the jury's still out. My, I have my own doubts, less democratized, you know, or more democratized. If I I say that correctly, Um, you know, less walled gardens, all these things, blockchain. yeah, And it's like, Number one, I'm a very practical marketer, even though my name, our the name of our agency is Radical and we are innovative. But I think we innovate within the practicality of what can be executed to drive business in the near term. And I don't say short term, but the near term. And so I stay abreast of these topics through the podcast and having guests on that will talk about the metaverse. And we even have a segment on our Friday's show that's a little more lighthearted where we talk about trends in the metaverse. Right. You know, we even have a stinger for uh, making fun of it a little bit. And But, but the segment, we actually talk about things that are really happening within mm-hmm. it. Um, I think that, you know, one thing that I, I did have as a trend this year, I think you're seeing this move towards SMS and DMs and Facebook. Mess- the messaging platforms are taking off and having their day, I think, this year over. Oh, not because email is going anywhere, but because email open rates are going down. iOS 15 is blocking who sees your emails right. or you can totally not get them at all. Um, so you're having these privacy things that are all coming to fruition. But I think the biggest thing, and you nailed it a second at the very beginning of, of the question, is having the those own media channels and having first-party uh, you know, one-to-one conversations with your customers through channels with which you control and that you own, yep. I always have this discussion of owned versus rented land. Yep, and uh, and as much as I talked about all these social platforms that I'm on, you know, I'm renting land there, but I'm renting land from them to get them on to the my own channels. Right. <laughs> so, and and I think that's where you know companies need to be is getting into that you know in whatever makes scale for them but even just your own website you know we have this discussion with you know well you can rely on if you're an e-com and you have 90 percent of your business on amazon i would be scared yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah uh, because you're so reliant on another channel it doesn't mean amazon's going anywhere tomorrow but you have this opportunity to be building uh things on own channels and i think you know, whether it's web three, whether it's new social platforms and all those things, I'm hoping we move towards more opportunity to more definitively own your, your kind of relationships with the customers. And I think that's number one. Right. I completely agree.
0: Uh, excellent. So is there anything you want to tell the audience about, uh, I guess founding and growing, a, an ad agency, Something
1: before we go into the speed round. You know, I'll say this: in whether it's a company, whether it's an ad agency, uh, I firmly believe in this philosophy of personal branding, and yeah. ha- it makes it so much easier when the company has a CEO or an executive or a face that is out there promoting through PR through social media and building a relationship with your customer base with you know anyone that might buy your services that's just a company and i think you know a, a, a guy I, I follow his name's dave gerhart he wrote a book called the founder brand okay and it's it's down this same principle of how many doors and how much having that duopoly of the company, which is the, the engine of growth and, and all of those things. And you sell things through the company and you can be whether you're Tom's and you have such a purpose in your brand and like all that, which helps. Yeah. But or your Nike or your Joe's car wash, like we talked about before. It's great. And you have that entity. But if you can layer on the gas of having a founder, a CEO, an executive help be the face of that, it it just through the channels that are out there, it just helps elevate both entities. And so, and that's what I've done with Radical. I mean, it's back to, I mean, I said the podcast, but I do all of this personal branding and do other things. But it's all, it's not because I give two shits about being famous. It's because it helps the company. You it know, does, and, it's, yeah. <laughs> and I can tell stories that the company can't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I always tell people that, you know, a lot of people are, well, oh, what am I going to talk about? Or I'm camera shy or I do all these things and you don't have to, it's not the make or break of your company. Right. I just think it's the shortcut. <laughs> Everybody wants it faster. Well then get out there and talk about it. You know, be the face of the brand. I agree. I think, and
0: I think, podcast is a perfect medium to do that, and it it breaks down those walls. So, just as a networking tool alone, um, you know, if I'd have called you up out of the blue, like, "Hey, Ryan, do you want to talk for an hour about your business and how you built it?" You'd be like, "Hell no, <laughs> you're the competition." <laughs> but through a podcast, here we are. So, um, exactly. I know I encourage people left and right to do that. <laughs> um, perfect. So, we are going to jump into the speed round. So these are uh, short questions, short answers. I ask every guest, what is one thing business people and entrepreneurs should stop wasting time on?
1: (laughs) Repeat the question one more time. It gives me my brain time to answer it. Yeah. uh,
0: What is one thing that business people and entrepreneurs should stop wasting time on?
1: listening to their negative friends or listening to people mm. that they would not listen to their advice on anything else on tell them anything about their company <laughs>
0: when your broke uncle is giving you financial advice please just walk yeah. away <laughs> yeah yes all right what's one thing that you hate doing but you have to anyway
1: oh it's <laughs> supposed to be a speed round. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I enjoy my job. So I'm like, good. One thing good. That I the, then say fi- that. Yeah. Financial and accounting. Finances. Talk yeah. to my accountant. That's, like, a, that, that's like, a pretty common answer. Know,
0: Mine's LinkedIn. The, I, I hate doing LinkedIn, but I have to do it anyway. So there we are. Um, How do you take in new information? Is it books, audiobooks, podcasts?
1: I'm knee deep. I mean, in social media so much with my own personal brand and I have mentors, you know, that I talk to and I trust and, you know, I'm actually working on a mastermind right now um, that, that we're putting together and, you know, I'm blessed to have some really smart friends and some really great places. And so I learn from them a lot. And then, you know, I do audio books and social media. I probably get it a little bit everywhere. I'm, I'm, I absorb a lot of content and some of it's just because I'm having to, because of the job I'm in and being in the, in the media. Um, but I'm also blessed to have a, uh, a really great network. Perfect. Yeah. I want to know more
0: about that, uh, mastermind when you're ready. Um, next question. You get an hour with one person dead or alive. Who is it? Chris Farley. Ooh, good one. I haven't heard that yet. I like it. Um, (laughs) I know, yeah. We could talk for an hour on that alone. Uh, what is your favorite <laughs> social platform and how do people get uh, in touch with you? Obviously I'll put all the links and everything down below, but um, yeah. Where, where can people find you?
1: Instagram. I, I, you know, I'm on all the platforms. You can't miss me, but I'm probably the most active on Instagram and most reachable. I'm very approachable. Like DM me. I respond to probably 95% of them, unless they're just total spams but if someone <laughs> promote on military blaze yeah <laughs> yeah but like if it's you know but if somebody just says hey man you know i'm trying to do i probably respond to 95% of those and i get 100 a day so uh i'm totally available and i would say instagram i love it perfect i'll put the link down below
0: um anything you would like to leave the the guests with um that's all the questions i've got
1: no, I mean I I brought it up. I didn't want it to be all about that, but I am starting a master brand called the Radical Formula Brain and Brand Engineering, and I'm doing it with Andy Murphy, who is the preeminent what I'd call he's kind of a not brain surgeon like in the uh, physical sense, right? He is a trained uh, f- like he's just the master of getting out from behind the limitations that we give ourselves um and so he is a mental expert and he really and and really we put this together because this doesn't exist out there today yeah um it's for high you know people that want to become high performers or you're a high performer and you're wanting to get to that next gear and andy's going to train because what i see out there is there's all this great marketing knowledge or Supposed great knowledge, marketing knowledge or personal development knowledge about, you know, financial savings and opportunities mm. and all that. But the thing is, if your mind and your brain isn't optimized and you aren't thinking clearly and if you aren't getting your ego out of the way, you can't implement all of that knowledge. Yeah. And so Andy's training on the brain. I'm training on brand, personal development, how to grow a business from the ground up, how to grow using podcasting, how to use compounding interest of social media. Um, so I'm going to teach you on things that are not out there from a branding and personal development standpoint, but Andy's going to get your brain right. And so we're going to have a weekly mastermind. You have access to us for rates that are, you know, a, a thousandth of what our paying clients do. Yeah. And uh, it's at the com. I'm
0: definitely going to check that out. I appreciate it. Um and yeah the link the link will be down below for everybody listening. Uh Ryan that's wonderful. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us on Behind the Business Curtain. I uh hope everybody listening got as much out of this conversation as I did. I thank you for coming on, Ryan.
1: Hey, my pleasure. Anytime, Ryan. If I can help you in any way and anyone listening DM me, totally available and so thankful to be here.
0: Love it. Folks, that's it for today. I will catch you next time. This episode of Behind the Business Curtain is brought to you by Build Online. Build Online is your one-stop shop for web development and mobile app design, and they're ready to bring your app idea to life. Their process starts with a one day in person blueprint meeting where they get clear on your goal and vision for the project, and it ends with an MVP app that's ready to launch and market. Build Online offers you access to a full team of developers and designers, along with a dedicated project manager that will own your vision for the project and give you weekly updates so you're never in the dark. At Build Online, they don't do project based billing or long term contracts. You just review the completed work and pay an invoice every two weeks. Avoiding the traditional money pit model that may have bitten you in the past. Book a call with me at buildonline.io and we can figure out a plan to bring your app idea to life.